Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone. Your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. <laughs> There's a solo. It's not important. You know the Magnum PI house is like very close to where my like dad grew up. No way. Yeah, really? the actual original for the not not the new one. No, the, 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 the yeah, new Higgins one. place. Though. Yeah, so like yeah, we used to drive by it on the way to the beach. Has the podcast the started or are we doing that again? I have no idea. Your call, Jimmy. All right. How is everyone doing today? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone Magnum PI podcast. That was Magnum <laughs> PI, right? Yep. Yes. All right. Uh, today, as you can tell, there was another lovely voice, two lovely voices joining the song because I had no idea how it went. Uh, we are joined by Graham and Kathleen from Loading Ready Run. Welcome from Canada to oh, America. Thanks for having us. Yeah. How's, how, how's your trip been going? It's been great so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we tell them why they're in town, Josh? I mean, they maybe could guess, but... You mean, get, by guess, you mean guest? They, uh, <laughs> they're in town for game nights. Yay! Yay! I'm so. very excited. And we decided to record the podcast while they're here as well, of course. Now, there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about, but one topic that keeps coming up uh, is something we've seen a lot on our Twitter mention, something that you guys were a part of really recently, and that is uh, different variants of Commander. And I thought it would be apt to, as you guys are also from the hometown of Canadian Highlander. Mm -hmm. uh, so today we're going to be talking about something we talked about this over two years ago in March of 2017. Commander variants, or in this case, uh, variants that actually require you to change your deck a little bit more than just sort of playing like Arch Enemy or some other format. Yeah, yeah. I think it's different than our earlier episode. That was basically take your Commander decks and sort of play them differently. Yeah. The, all of these... I think all of these, most of these require <laughs> different deck building, not all. Did you talk um, about Commander Plane Chase in that episode? We did. We, we did, did a little bit, but chase. yeah, I mean, it was years ago. Many people that are listening now haven't gone back and listened to our earlier episodes. And by the way, don't do that. That's, that's fine. Just leave them as they are. Yeah, they're Some archaic. Are not great. Like yeah. Magnum P.I. <laughs> They just redid Magnum P.I. It wasn't good, though. They redid it? Yeah. The, no, is it, is it also, still being redone? Also, don't watch that. I think I got canceled. But, <laughs> watch the original. Yeah, watch the original. Um, da, 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 whatever it went. Yeah, but before we go into all of that, we have to uh, give a big shout out to our sponsor. It's also Loading Ready Red sponsor. Oh, <gasps> yes, it is. What affiliate link are we using today? We're using cardkingdom.com slash command zone. Yeah, it's yeah. your show. Whew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we always talk about it. They got the best shipping, they got the best customer service. They yeah, have basically every card that you're going to need. You're going to buy magic cards anyway if you just use that affiliate link when you do. You really are supporting this show, game nights, extra turns, all of our content. Yep, and our other sponsor for the show, Ultra Pro. We have a bunch of Ultra Pro playmats in front of here. They help us print our playmats as well when we do them on Kickstarter. Uh, anytime you go to a local game store, see some Ultra Pro product around you. In fact, it's all around this room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't usually see this side on the podcast of the That's room. That's true. But you can see the Black Lotus scroll behind Jimmy and I. That yeah, is uh, that another is cool. Ultra Pro product. Uh, yeah, so pick up some Ultra Pro product the next time you're out and about. And the final way to support all of our content is directly. If you go to patreon.com slash command zone, you can contribute at multiple tier levels. And depending on where you are, you can, well, everybody that's on Patreon gets to see game nights early. So they'll be seeing your episode yeah. before anybody else. They get the Lifelinker Fancy. app upgrade for free. Yep. They get our uh, logo background. Yep. Yep. And they also get access to our Discord server so they can chat with Jimmy and I. Not everyone. Some people do. So oh, right. yeah, you got to be at a certain tier. For yep. That. And we call out one lucky patron every single episode. So, all together now, this episode is dedicated, dedicated to Gabby Thompson. 
Gabby. Thanks. You rock. You rock. Okay. Oh, one last thing. All the patrons. Yes, we are announcing the audition winner oh. for oh. who is going to be a guest on Game Nights like Jacob was. You could be sitting right here. Or even right, right. here. I'm warming the right seat there. up for you. Either one of these chairs. Or right here. Or, or even right here, too. Yeah. One of these four seats. We'll be announcing that at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. But let's get right into the main topic. Commander Variants with loading ready run that's us. Um, Hello. that is you guys uh now variants i think are a great way to change up the way that we look and play multiplayer games edh all that sort of stuff um and you know the last time we were here uh and talked about this we talked about two of the giant plane chase vanguard arch enemy secret partner star kingdom there's a lot that's happened since then and one thing that people have talked to us a lot about on Twitter, on the YouTube comments, is Oathbreaker. Mm. Um, so I think that's where we're going to start today, which is Oathbreaker. It's a, it's a, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I'd never heard of this before, um, and by the sheer number of people that were commenting on it, I was very surprised because I, I thought that you know, I, rem- I fondly remember Tiny Leaders, a format that exploded in popularity very and briefly, very quickly, it just burned as quickly. like a star. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you guys actually have some experience with Oathbreaker because uh, you guys did it on stream. Yeah. yeah, we <clears throat> amusingly neither of us was personally on that stream, right. but yeah, Loading Ready Run did a did an Oathbreaker stream a couple weeks ago, and uh, it, it got really good response. It was super interesting. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I guess, by way of explanation. So in Oathbreaker, it's it's always planeswalkers as commanders, and they come with a signature spell. Which is kind of funny that in War of the Spark, every planeswalker also has, has a, a like, has like a named, named spell with them. Not right. that you have to do that. You don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be like flavorfully tied to the planeswalker, though. It, it could be. But I just mean, pieces, I, yeah, go go for it. Oh, I feel. I feel like you know you get mad kudos for running Ashiok Skulker with Ashiok, but you get less effective deck technique. So yeah. you know. Choose your va- well, also, your victories, right? Also, it has to be an instant or sorcery. It's actually a spell, oh. not just another creature. Well, then, yeah, never yeah, yeah. Mind. So let's lay that out. You have a planeswalker as your commander, and then you can choose any instant or sorcery. Yeah, that to- matches the color identity. Yeah, yeah. it has okay. to. They, yeah, they have to match the color identity, and it also sits in the command zone. And you can also cast it as many times as you want with the same commander tax with rules. The same commander tax rules, but also you can sort of like a legendary spell. You can only play the signature spell. If the if the the planeswalker commander is in play, oh, yeah. your commander has to be out for you to cast yeah. that spell. Oh, that's interesting. It's I didn't know like that. Kind of like the legendary role. sorcery rule. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like what Kathleen said, it, there is a ton of flavor to be had. You could play Ashiok, the mill one, as mm-hmm. your commander, and then your your main spell could be a you know a card that mills could be people. Demonic tutor. Well, yeah, it could be that too. I was gonna say a card that mills yeah. people, but oh. yeah, it could also be demonic tutor. The, what's the one that's just blue black? Uh, Re- not wrench mind. That's I think the expo. Glimpse of the unthinkable that's what is what I had. Unthinkable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's like. So you could stay on flavor. Um, and very importantly, it is a sixty card deck, including your quote unquote oathbreaker, which is their new name for the commander, mm-hmm. and your signature spell. And still singleton. Yeah. So which, it's like a fifty-eight card deck. Yeah, fifty-eight cards, and then you ha- always have access to two spells, but you can only cast your signature spell when your oathbreaker or commander is on the battlefield, and every time you cast it again, it costs two more generic mana. Uh, so it's very similar to Commander, but it's much smaller, and it's actually got its own ban list um, that is interesting. You can't play Soul Ring. You can't play Mana Crypt. You can't play High Tide. You can't play Tooth and Nail. Hmm. Can... High Tide makes sense because it can be in your command zone. Exactly. Yeah. But you can play Caracas. 
because you are no longer bouncing their commanders, you're bouncing a planeswalker. Right, because Krakus no, only can't. hits creatures. Yeah, Krakus mm-hmm. only hits creatures, and your commanders are planeswalkers. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so you can't bounce people's commanders like crazy with Krakus anymore, so that's okay. And you start at 20 life. Ah, so the games are a lot faster then. Yeah, I think yeah. that was like their big selling point. Uh, they have like an introduction video. It's like games will take anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. And that's like a big like, woo, cool. That is actually cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we did, when we did it on stream, I think we did two games. I mean, it always goes slower for us on stream anyway because we're explaining the format and we're, go- we're going really slowly through all the plays and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Were you guys playing it around the table, multiplayer and all that? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, if, you're, if you're curious what the, what the breakdowns were, we had James playing Soren Grim Nemesis with Anguished Unmaking. So that was also a flavor match. <laughs> ben was playing Arlen Cord, and her signature spell was Moon Mist. Nice. What is Moon Mist is the transform a bunch of werewolves card. Yeah. Uh, Cameron was playing Dovin Grand Arbiter, and his signature spell was Treasure Cruise. I like is, that deck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the most Cameron you can have deck. Treasure Cruise in your command zone. That's so sweet. Oh, yeah. that's so good. <laughs> and uh, Serge was playing Gideon, Ally of Zendikar, with his signature spell Wrath of God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which he only cast a couple times. I think he maybe even just once. It's but, funny yeah. that you say that because some people were saying they'll play uh, just Armageddon as their signature spell. Oh, that's that sounds and, hateful. And make though. a token deck and then play Armageddon. That's I, I heard like Mana Geyser, I think, is banned. There's a few yeah, like High Tide that are yeah, that are banned. It's interesting to think about what is broken in the command zone if it's an instant or sorcery. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a couple of other like commander combos people have played like Tezzeret Master of the Bridge with War of Invention. So that's very flavorful. It's mm-hmm. all about artifacts. Um, Ashiok and Glimpse of the Unthinkable, Xenagos, the Reveler, and Genesis Wave. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like oh. big mana, red, green. Uh, Rouse, Zarek, and then you can just put in the infinite combo with Expansion Explosion, right? If you have, I think, a co- like, I forget what it is, but it's in standard now. Yeah. Any um, fork in your command zone will be, mm-hmm. you'll just be one piece away, basically. Yeah. Uh, Lord Windgrace and Splendid Reclamation. That's the card that brings all your lands back to the battlefield tapped. And then basically, you can play any Black Planeswalker, and I feel like Elder Spell is going to be really good. Demonic Tutor. Vampiric yeah, is yeah. probably even better. Oh, yeah. That's what I would play, I think. Because it's one black, one, yeah. then it's three yeah. mana, and it's instant, too. So And so this all sounds what do I need? Yeah. ludicrously <laughs> busted, obviously. But it what, sounds very powerful. Yeah, what, what we discovered in practice is that because you, you have the impression of, like, you, these spells are so powerful, and you get to just cast them every turn. You really don't. Because right. the commander tax is a big thing, mm. like right. having to pay two extra every time, and then only it's conditional if you have you have to have your planeswalker out there, right? And then you can oh, start casting it. So, and then you can then there's the tax, and it, you don't end up casting the signature spell as often as you think, right? That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and like the thing is, if your signature spell is too busted, people are just going to do what they do in any other commander type multiplayer situation. Is you're going to be like, oh, sorry, no, your your commander's not going to stay on your oathbreaker's not going to stay on the battlefield because I don't want you to wipe the board again or right. I don't want to do your thing or <laughs> yeah. whatever whatever you whatever degenerate thing you decide to try and do to your play group. I guess with twenty life, it, the games do go a lot faster because mm-hmm. it's it's not like because there are times when it's like, oh, they're about to go off, but they're at thirty five life. At twenty life, I think it's a much more reasonable. Like, okay, they're at 15. We can probably get them down to zero. If the whole table just concentrates on one person. Yeah, just very quickly. You're already close to dead, yeah. Mm -hmm. I Um, mean, in Commander, if I'm at below 20, I feel like if the table really wants to, it won't make it back to me. I mean, so Commander games would go faster if the life total was 20, obviously. But I feel like things wouldn't 
I feel like you wouldn't be able to get going. No, because commander decks are like a hundred cards, and sometimes it needs a yeah. you need a while yeah. to put your pieces together. I think there's an argument that you could go to thirty in commander, and it might be a little bit better. Like it would be a mm. nice split the difference. But mm. we should try that. That's not a tease. That's we not. Didn't, we, we didn't, didn't do, do that in game. <laughs> that sounded, See, don't say stuff like that. I definitely, I definitely sounded. <laughs> the, my as soon as it came out of my mouth, my tone of voice was like. That sounds like a like oh, a hint, an like insinuation. Oh, yeah, we should try that sometime. Wink, wink. But Graham no. winked at the camera. Yeah, like, what? No, <laughs> we just I. But I, I, I don't try, know why my tone of voice sounded like that. We could try that in like a normal commander game with you guys at some point. We I'd could be happy try to. that out. I, I mean, I wouldn't be super opposed to it. I think the the reason that Oathbreaker is taking off is again they like they said thirty to sixty minute games yeah. and instead mm-hmm. of fitting because we've had this sometimes where. Hey everyone, come over to our our place. It's gonna take you like an hour to get here. And by the time you get here, you're gonna play one game. Hope it's not one that goes on forever. Hope you can play more than one. And Hope so, you don't get eliminated in the first half. Yeah, yeah Oathbreaker is like one of those ways where it's maybe possible for people to. Because I could even see myself taking any of my current decks that have maybe a planeswalker that matches color identity, and, and then just stripping away you know, mm. forty cards and yeah. making it function. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna do that. But I'll, I'd build a new deck. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's maybe the appeal of it because I think a lot of the new formats, having to build a deck from scratch is really intimidating. But also, I think this is this Oathbreaker is easier to go from this into a regular commander deck, as opposed to even something like Brawl, where it's just like, well, now there there's such a deeper card pool past the set that you're in. But Oathbreaker has a similar ban list to Commander. You just can't have some of the really fast mana because I think having a Soul Ring means you can cast your um, signature spell like twice in one turn because you're already paying for that extra cost with that two there. So I'm interested. What do you guys think? Is do you think the signature spell is too powerful? Having constant access to something like that. It's it's really just having it in your hand for the first time. Like you know you're going to get to cast it once for sure, and that's 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 powerful. But it's it just keeps getting more expensive. I don't think it's that bad. I think it seems way more broken uh, when you read it than it is in when you're paper, playing. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I have I have a great faith in the self-correcting nature of any kind of multiplayer play group of like, <laughs> you know, this person's doing too much stuff, mm-hmm. right? They're they should do slightly less stuff, and everybody else should do more stuff, right? And uh, like, yeah, realistically, unless you're picking like a one drop signature spell which you know is not super powerful then the chances of you recasting that like six times in a game are very slim because like you said there's no mana acceleration and an additional two more is going to start eating up your entire turn yeah i want to look up the uh, the rest of the the oathbreaker like ban list do you think do you think this would work in commander if you had a signature spell or would that just immediately be too broken because of all the fast mana yeah well what would would you have the same rule that the legendary creature has to be out to do it. I would assume so, yeah. I also think the fact that you only can have planeswalkers as your commander like limits it a lot because there's not like four color uh, planeswalkers. True. There's yeah. not, and there's, there's, there's lot, very there's few, a lot more planeswalkers now. Yeah, but there's very few three color ones. Like, so you're more restricted already in like the types of combinations of spells that you could have or things that you can have in your deck. Oh, yeah, the new, the new Nicol Bolas is just great in this. Yeah, because he gets colors. all the, but he gets yeah. all the loyalties. Oh, you're he right. Gets all the, all the activity abilities. abilities. Yeah. Of all He's the also like huh. very difficult to cast. Yeah. yeah. But in in but in constructed, you know. I'm wondering if Nicol Bolas now just becomes the best Oathbreaker commander. Possibly. Can yeah. Do they have to ban him? No, I don't. Th- I don't. Th- I, it probably he, is. Yeah. What's his CMC though? It's like black, five, black, five, five yeah. One, black, 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 blue, black. Yeah, black, 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 blue, red. Yeah. I also, and then it goes up to seven, and then it goes up to nine. 
I also yeah. think the or planeswalker thing, like it wouldn't work in commander as well because there's a there's one drop commanders and two drop commanders, right? Yeah. But there's not one drop and two drop planeswalkers really, so you don't have to worry about like turn three something crazy happening as much because most of the planeswalkers are not going to come out a little bit later. So yeah, I was yeah. going to say there 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 is a two drop planeswalker, but that's yeah, not, yeah, not even, that's why I said for the most the part, for yeah. the most part, yeah, yeah. Do you think this is tuned specifically for more casual players then or is it going to be something that people get really competitive about over time like most formats kind of evolve to be more and more competitive slowly Mm, i think that i honestly think that you guys might be the use case scenario for Oathbreaker. like you play a lot of commander you have decks that you're not really playing anymore so you've already got these this card pool and you sort of have an idea of how it could go if you like winnowed it down to 60 from 100 Uh right and it's just like hey we all played a big game of commander uh but it was over in like an hour and a half and i don't really want to fire up another possibly two hour game Mm -hmm. right we could play some Oathbreaker, right? Like, it seems like a complimentary way of playing rather than a That's replacement. Actually, I like that a lot because there's so many times at the end of the night where you played, like, two games and you're looking at the clock and it's like, mm. I could go for time. a half a game, yeah, but I can't guarantee what that's going to look like. That could end up being one of these monstrosity of a two-hour long games, and so I don't want to start it because I really only have 45 minutes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That isn't that what magic was supposed to be like originally? Like, isn't it yeah, like meant really? to be played in between like D and D sessions as like a quick? Oh. It was <laughs> magic the way Richard Garfield intended. Yeah, as a, as a I, filler before you go and go somewhere with your dwarven paladin. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, oh, what can campaign. we do for fifteen minutes while we're waiting? Oh, this this game can fill that time. Huh. That's kind well, of funny. I, I do see this being nice though because it does seem much more affordable as well compared mm. to because you're, again you're only it's a sixty card deck. The planeswalkers for the most part aren't prohibitively expensive. Whereas some of the commanders are, and then you're not playing with a five color planeswalker and having to build that mana base, too. Right, so, right, like, yeah. you know, right. most of them are going to be t- one or two colors, honestly. Like, that's yeah. got to be 90% of the planeswalkers. That, well, I mean, and, and just if the less colors your deck has, the cheaper your deck is, just because you can just start you like, because realistically, if you're just playing a two color deck, there's only so many variants of cards that you like, you don't need to split to splurge on the really pricey stuff because yeah. there's there's perfectly reasonable cheaper alternatives if you only need two colors right yeah if, if you're playing is it like the exact same deck but one has scalding tarn and one doesn't how much better is the scalding tarn deck? i don't think it's all that much better is honestly it like, it's like 0.01 percent better yeah. right like yeah. it's barely better at all it's definitely not worth a hundred dollars so mm-hmm. you can you can skimp on some of that stuff yeah for sure yeah anything glaring in the ban list sahili the gifted Really? Yeah, so Sahili the Gifted does a two blue red. It was from the last commander set, and specifically because of her plus one. The next spell you cast this turn costs one less to cast for each artifact you control as you cast it. Oh, yeah, okay. And she makes servos to plus one as well, so I can just see that. I'm assuming with with this signature spell. Giving your signature spell affinity. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably just like costs way, way, way less. Yeah. Obviously, prime time, recurring nightmare. Mm -hmm. The big ones are like. But those are all on the... Yeah, exactly. Soul Ring, um, uh, like Mana Crypt, Mana Vault. Um, expropriate. All, expropriate, yeah. Really? Which one's Expropriate? Oh, gosh. Seven blue, blue, everybody votes, and you either get an extra turn or one of their permanents. Right. It yeah. wins the game on the spot, so... Is that almost always Is that on the, on the Commander ban list? No. No. Oh. It. I think Commander... Yeah, it, it could. It, it doesn't start in your command zone. Yeah, so you have right. to get it into your right, hand. Right, and right. also, like, I don't think you can go around 
banning all the cards that cost nine mana and win you the game. Like, <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's true. It's going to be very hard. Um, Yogmoth's Bargain is also banned. That's banned in Commander, too. Yeah. Uh, Tooth and Nail. Right. That's not banned in Commander. Yeah, and I think the other <clears> one, that Sway of the Stars, is that, that's not banned. That's yeah, banned in Commander. Yeah, okay. I guess I just never play it or have seen it play. Because so like, you're not a it? bad person. I mean, Do Tooth you... and Nail just lets you hoof them, right? Yeah. No, well, it lets you get any two creatures. Any so two you creatures, can, yeah. yeah. So let's see. Mikaeus like automatically wins. There's a bunch of two card combos. If you were in a deck, depending on colors. Although right. here you'd have to have. Yeah, you could do it with green, black with like a Garrick or something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's yeah. natural order is also banned too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I, I think. That's where you hoof them. That's how you hoof them. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're just trying to not get people to be hoofed. I don't know. I don't know. Why not just ban hoof? No, hoof what we're seeing well. here is that. Certain instants and or sorceries are too powerful in a meta where you start with an instant and sorcery in your yeah. command zone, which totally makes sense. And like, 20 life, yeah. too. Yeah. So. And also, this is a very new format, and the people in charge of the ban list, it's, you know, like with any format like this, there's just some people that have decided that these are the cards that should yeah. be played, yeah. and yeah. I'm sure that will that will develop and change. And, yeah. of course, I mean, you can, you can, within your own play group, you could just do whatever. Yep. As long as everyone's cool with it. Yeah, I'm very interested to see but how But if this... you say, I'm going to I'm gonna run Tooth and Nail on my deck, is that okay? And the rest of your play group's going to go, nah, Dave, it ain't. It's not, it's not all right. <laughs> yeah, then Dave, jeez. You just have to sort of accept that. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, just the amount of attention that it's received, I think, online and also, you know, in our inboxes and stuff, shows me that it's it's got the similar... A similar appeal to what I think Tiny Leaders had, um, and maybe, maybe even better. Who knows? Well, I hope so, because yeah, that's a, uh, that's a. It's the most oh, fun part do we do that? that? Do we throw the paper? Oh, yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, it oh. landed right back where I literally where you, where you threw it. Nice. Wow, mine went way over. There. Yeah, that was a good, good toss. That was a good toss. Thank you. Uh, yeah, if you. I, if you compare it to Tiny Leaders, that seems like a death sentence. So maybe I know, that's... but it's hard but not to. Tiny Leaders was like that, where like we were getting tons of emails and tweets and people More than like, Oathbreaker, please, will you? Yeah, for like a few months. But then we literally, I never saw a game of it ever actually played. I bought a bunch of cards for a deck and then <clears> could find nobody to play with. Yeah, but there was so much chatter about it. Evidently, yeah. people are playing this format, so maybe. It's, it's just hard at this point to know mm -hmm. how big it is, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and before you ask... If it gets really big, we'll do a game nights about it probably. But until then, it's pretty tough for us to do that. Yeah, it's different than like a stream where you just build the deck and play it. We're talking yeah. about like months of planning, flying people in from other places, six hundred hours of editing, and you finally get the episode out, and everyone's like, "Oh, no one plays Oathbreaker anymore." Yeah, exactly. That's just the, yeah. Why are you so, playing this dead format? So, so we may consider it in the future. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go move on to our next variant. This is one that. Kathleen, you said you really enjoy variant in air quotes. Variant in air quotes. So this is uh, there's a little story behind this. Way back in the day when I started playing Magic, there's this format called Commander that I heard about, and I had not been playing for very long. And I thought, okay, well, I could do a Commander deck. And I went down to my LGS yellow jacket, and I was like, I want to build a Commander deck. I need some legendary creatures. They're like, flip through our binders, and I was like, great. And I found. Una, Queen of the Fae, and she was blue, <laughs> and she was black, and I was like, I like blue, I like black, and I believe it might have been Nelson, who was behind the counter, he's like, well, I mean, there's like, that's like a whole thing, fairies were a tribe in Lorwyn, I was like, oh, I could build a blue-black fairy commander deck, and I bought all of these Lorwyn fairies, when they were cheap, I might add, yeah. and I still have them, and uh, put together... I think revolting is probably it the was, best term for it. It was really, really powerful. It was yeah. super powerful. Literally, you were just like, oh, yeah, fairies, blue and blue cards and black cards. I'll just sort of mix them in together. And then 
if and like I would like... just ran all the blue and black cards I could <laughs> find, moly, and it was yeah. like way out of line with the power group of like our play or like the power level of our play group. Like nobody else's commander decks were even close to that powerful, right? <laughs> yeah, you're just stomping him. You, well, yeah, <laughs> you whoopsied into a super weapon. Yeah, <laughs> like I was just like, how did I? How did I? Like I was like. It's like me blundering around with an atomic bomb, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it had all these just revolting, un- sort of very uninteractive cards if you didn't know they were coming and nobody knew they were coming so you just started playing. I had like the Gas Lord of the Fugue, which is unblockable and like thought seizes. So I just like was like bumbling around, taking cards out of people's hands, oh, just like man. winning games in like half an hour. And I'm like, I'm so good at Commander. And everybody's <laughs> like, I hate this deck. Uh, and I'm starting to hate you. So after a while, I was like, I want to keep playing Commander with my friends, but nobody wants to play against this degenerate blue-black menace. Right. So I said, okay, here's the deal. Let's play Commander, but I'm not going to play my blue-black. because Let's play Commander, groans. I won't play my blue-black deck. Excited looks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I didn't have another Commander deck. Like I had like, kind of like a crappy vampire one that I was sort of working on. I brought that to Game Nights as like my first commander deck because I didn't want to play the blue-black one. That was the the past episode, not this, yes, not this the throwback episode. Shot, yeah. That was the old episode of Game Nights, but the, yeah. Their first appearance. Because yeah. I refuse to bring the blue-black one because it makes people angry. <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah right? Well, the only other person we know with an Una deck I think would be Craig, and that deck is absolutely powerful. Yeah. 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 So, and I didn't even know how to play it that well. If I played it now, it would be even more miserable, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, do you still have it, like, put together? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, oh, in, it a, it's in a drawer gathering power. <laughs> <laughs> do you just hear this weird humming coming from your drawer? It's like, so what was your like solution? Like yeah, so my solution was, I don't care. I've won plenty. Just give me a commander deck and I'll play it. Because at that point, everyone else in the group was like, I have, like, three... They're yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. So I was like, fine, give me one of your commander decks. And I just started doing that. So we called it Blind Commander. I would go in and I didn't know what the cards were, or I was like, what's your commander? How don't tell me how it plays. It's fine. Yeah. That's cool. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And it turns out if you like me enjoy solving puzzles, that's very fun. Mm-hmm. Right? To like you feel like if the commander deck is even halfway as well built, it's you you sort of gradually unlock the secrets of the synergies within the deck and you right. feel very smart. It's very fun. And- it's more more recently on stream, we've been doing this where uh, one of our number, Ben, is just a big brewer. He loves to brew. And so we've had situations where we're like, well, we want to do, you know, because we, we stream magic every week. Mm-hmm. And we switch up the formats. and we So we do Commander basically once a month. And we're like, all right, we want to do Commander this week. Who wants to play? Okay. And then we're like, well, I don't really have a deck right now. And then it ends up with like, okay, we've got one person who has their own deck. Ben, can you build three decks for the other three people, one of whom is usually Ben, right? But it's like, okay, and then he'll coordinate with people and be like, what sort of deck do you want to build? But then at, at one point, uh, James was like, Ben, did, just build me a deck. Don't tell me what it is. <laughs> Ben's like, what? Yeah, just don't tell me. Just bring a deck, whatever. I'll play it. Fine. And so he just sat down and was like, what? what is this? And just, you know, just learning the deck as you're playing it. Like, what we try to do these things now with, like, no fetch lands, no tutors. Like, you don't get to go looking through the deck. And this and all, also then you don't have to make decisions like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so this all sort of came to a head with this big blind commander stream that we did with our mutual friends at Card Kingdom, where they sent they sent Kevin from Card Kingdom up to Victoria, because Seattle's very close to Victoria, with like handcuffed to a briefcase <laughs> with these four commander decks for the for the blind commander thing he had like a suit and like a little like secret service here piece and he, and he came onto the stream and like put the the thing down 
we didn't even look at our hands. He he looked at our opening hands to see that they were keepable, right? And then we started playing with these decks that we had never seen before. We didn't know what the cards were. We didn't know what right. what the commanders were. And it oh, was, you didn't even know the commanders? No, it was a blast. Like we we the first you knew as soon as you the first thing down. we did was look at the commanders once we actually started. But yeah. it was like you know there there were a couple little notes from the people at Card Kingdom who had built the decks and th- that we just didn't look at either. <laughs> <laughs> so we just we just went in just like, all right, Absolutely let's see blind. what happens. And like Kathleen said, it was like trying to solve a puzzle while we were playing it. It was really interesting. Yeah, you know, actually someone else I saw do this quite often was Gavin Verhey. Uh, at GPs and stuff, we would sit down and occasionally I would, uh, I think it was in Seattle at Card Kingdom actually, we sat down and, and we were playing a game of Commander and Gavin was just, oh, just give me a deck, I'll play whatever. You know, I, I have one deck, but I don't think it's going to match the power level of everyone else is here, so I don't want to bring it out. And he had very much, as a game designer, I think had that same mentality, which is like, cool, what am I going to be presented with this time? What is it going to be? And no matter what it is, it's like a challenge for him as a player to see how well can I play it. And it's a challenge for him as a designer to see like, cool, what were their thoughts behind this and how do I like, you know, best implement what they wanted with the deck out of it and bring that part of the deck out. At PAX East recently, I was there with Adam from Loading Ready Run, Jeremy Noel from Star City, and we were hanging out with Stibbs. Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, do you want to play, do you want to play Commander? And we're like, well, we don't have decks. And he's like, well, I have 12. He had like a, just a pile of Commander mm-hmm. decks on him. And we're like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, let's all use your decks. And he was like, okay, so they are, and he went to explain. I was like, no, no, don't tell me. And I just, just grabbed one. Give me that one, yeah. And, of course, because I did that, then, of, then of course, Adam was like, oh, well, if Graham's doing that, then he just yeah, grabbed yeah, one at yeah. random. And then Jeremy and <laughs> Stibbs were like, well, I guess we're just picking them at random. <laughs> and so I like, I you know, I looked at the commander. I picked a deck with, with the Locust God. And I was like, sweet, okay, sure. And then we just we just played, and it was just really cool to be like, I don't know what's in this deck. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I get an idea from what the commander is, but right. yeah. Now the the trick, of course, with this is like, you know, yeah, just uh, just get a commander deck you've never seen before. That's easy, right? Yeah. Well, I find you sort of G- have to get someone in your group to build it. Yeah, I don't travel with decks very often. Just I don't like having to every single time I go to Same. security. They're like, let me look at that sandwich you just brought. What is this yeah. block of thing? Uh, There's this impenetrable cube. Yeah, and I've yeah. had some bad luck with that stuff. Be in the warned past. if you're traveling, you will get stopped at security, especially it's, if your deck has a lot of foils. Yeah, because it, well, it just looks like a brick. Yeah, on, it's a solid <laughs> mass. Yeah, it's a solid mass. Um, and it's always they're like, are these these Pokemon cards? Generally speaking, whenever I, so I've had I've been stopped a lot, and generally it's ranged from, oh. Uh, okay, yeah, I think I've heard of these when I'm like, they're Magic the Gathering cards. I remember cards. people it's in ranged, high school. Yeah, yeah, ranged from that to, oh, dang, nice. You know, like yeah, people who yeah, know yeah, exactly yeah. what they are. Oh, I have a good story real quick. I was at Burbank Airport just a few months ago, and I do this thing now where when I go through the airport and I have decks, I just tell the security guard. I'm like, I have some decks of cards in here, and you're probably going to want to. I'm just going to take them out now. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. So I go through the, my whole thing with the security person. I'm like, okay, so I have a bunch of decks in here. They're decks of cards. The X-ray doesn't usually like them. I'm just going to put them here. Is that okay? And she looks at me and she goes, I'm a big fan of game nights. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I <right>. know. <laughs> she's, she let me go through the whole thing too, by the way. <laughs> After like, she's uh, like, but we're going to have to confiscate yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one with all the dual lands? Yeah, we got to keep that one. <laughs> she didn't say that last no, part. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. That's, um, that's I love hilarious. this idea of Blind Commander. I think I've... D- I think where you were leading with all this, Jimmy, is that because I've done the same thing. It's like, well, I'll also just be like, I don't know, 
I was in Seoul like a couple years ago uh-huh. and like I didn't bring my magic cards on like I was just doing a traveling trip through um you know the far east or whatever and yeah. I was going to go to an LGS and I just went in and uh you know they're of course like you know you want to play and I'm like okay well I don't have any decks and they're like yeah use mine and so I've done this many times on accident but I think this is different because it seems like it'd be more fun if everybody's doing yeah. that, yeah. having that experience, right? This is essentially like if you have a play group of people and maybe you play together fairly often and, you know, not everybody has infinite money to always be brewing new commander decks. They, You're just talking about dual lands and they can be yeah. expensive and stuff like that. So, you know, you sort of come up with like a gentle person's agreement that, you know, maybe you'll play somebody else's deck or something like that and you're not going to know how it works or something like that. You'll just, everybody will do a trade and... And you will have the fun multiplayer experience with the, oh, well, you know, the Vidalcanori is out again, you know. Yeah, he's going to do the thing that they always do. (laughs) Yeah, shots fired. (laughs) Fire more shots, it's okay. But you know what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. if you have a playgroup... All she where said pe- was Vidal Canori, and Josh is like, oh, they're talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, who's 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 really at fault here? I bet you think this dunk is about you. But, yeah, sometimes, like, you know, people get tired of seeing the same degenerate combos again and again. Yep. But, you know, it can be a little bit more fun if, like, everybody's like, well, I've got my B-tier deck, and you can have that one. And then everybody's yeah. just like... I don't really know how this works, but, you know, you still get the multiplayer experience. You still get the... You get to solve a little bit of a puzzle... And, yeah, you, know, you get you get a fresh dynamic to the group, which is I think of, important. It's sort of right. It uh, I think that it helps with. So di- we encounter this a lot, especially in, and I'm sure you do as well in the YouTube comments for whenever we do Commander, is that different people want different things out of out of Commander. Right. Sometimes yeah. some people take it very 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 seriously, super spiky. They they want to build their terrible machine and go off, and some people are you know. They want it to be the casual format it purports to be. And this sort of makes it that. Like, you can still build a powerful deck, but if the person piloting it doesn't know what right. necessarily the combo is, then they're just going to be playing this deck. And so it doesn't make sense to put that sort of that sort of thing in the deck. You just sort of build a fun deck. Right. And so you can do it with within a playgroup of four people. You just, you know, build the deck for the person to your left. And sure, you know what their deck can do, but whatever... And, you know, you're playing a deck that you've never seen before. And it's just like, oh, look, at we're, we're figuring it all out. It just, it makes it a lot more, it, it really lowers the stakes. <laughs> yeah. Stakes have never been lower. Stakes have never been lower. Never been lower. <laughs> I, I like this idea of, you know, I, I think if we were to do it, it would be cool to say like, yeah, let's have four people build the decks. And there's no searching in the decks because that kind of ruins the spirit of mm-hmm. what this thing is. And the no searching thing all by itself will lower the power level by, yeah. of decks Huge by amount, a yeah. lot mm-hmm. and yeah. make it hard to build something super degenerate. Honestly, if there's no searching, I don't think it's really easy to build something that's going to be like overpoweringly degenerate to the yeah. rest of the table. And so just that alone will no keep No fetches, it. no tutors. You and could, you don't want to build a crazy powerful deck because you have to hand it to someone else. Right. But you also, you know... You could do some like look at the top fours if you want. Yeah. That's yeah, probably fine. But also you don't want to build a real garbage deck because then they're like, well, you don't know how to build a deck, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> also, yeah. you could probably structure it where like, you know, if you're, the deck you built wins, you get a point. And if you win the game, you get a point or something oh, like that. And then yeah. you can kind of like... you. Uh, it's kind of like uh, backdrafting. Have you right. run that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Interesting. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick mid-roll break for some sponsors, and we'll be right back to talk about Canadian Highlander. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, moving on. Canadian Highlander. Is not Commander. Is not Commander. Not no. even, it's, it's very similar in a few ways, but there is no actual Commander. Yeah, so people often... I'm I'm really keen to help our command or help our Highlander advocates back in Victoria to get this message out there that Highlander is not commander because people I don't even think they are they're even in the similar they're ballpark. not but people think they are because they're like okay hundred card singleton so it's you know it's basically like commander right and it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's way closer to legacy yeah it's really yeah. not like we among the many magic things that we do we have a podcast called North One Hundred mm-hmm. that's all about Canadian Highlander and they've they've tried their best extensively to be like no it's not it's not this it's more like a constructed cube like it's right. very very powerful there's no commander you start at 20 life it's, it's a 1v1 yeah it's yeah. two for 1v1 very very specifically yeah and it's, there's it, it's like legacy yeah mm-hmm. and there's no ban list but there's this point system where you can have 10 points worth of cards in your deck and only certain cards are pointed so you can have black lotus how many points is Black Lotus? I, seven, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Ancestral Recall is also at seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so if you have Ancestral Recall, then you can only have like three points worth of other super powerful cards. I'm yeah, assuming a yeah. lot of cards are zero points. M- yes. M- the, the vast majority. Are, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Mana Crypt's at three. The Moxes are at three. Sol Ring is at three. So you could have like Ancestral, Mana Crypt, and then everything else can't even be on the points list. It can't list. be on the point list, which yeah. you can find online. And I guess it's, it's cool because you can play some of the most powerful cards in the history of Magic. But it's kept in check by the fact that you can have 10 points max. But you could also have Man Crypt, Mox, and Soul Ring, you know, instead to get it to nine points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a you much... You have to own a Mox, though. It's a much faster True. format. Collector's Edition. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a much faster format. I mean, because it's... It's 1v1. It's yeah. 1v1. It's starting at 20 life. And just the decks can be very, very powerful. But it's... Yeah. So, like, I... I, I I wanted to talk about it just because well because I think it's great also I don't play it myself but I've I've it's super fun we've streamed so much of it I've watched so much of it played it's it's real it is as they as they call it it is powerful magic yeah but it's uh, I just want to you know I wanted to advocate for its its existence as. Uh, no, it's not actually commander basically. But if you have a command, if you have a group of people you play with and you're like I'm interested in like this kind of play mm-hmm, but maybe right. i don't want to get into like legacy and like do like the leg like tournaments and stuff like that but i yeah. want to play with these cards right like it's a it's a cool format right like because it is you know so you can find a couple other people you want to go 1v1 with and uh or like get them to do events at a store or something like that i don't know it's, it's funny fun. watching highlander players try to play commander 
Oh yeah, like Serge keeps forgetting on. about things like color identity. So he's <laughs> oh, run right. like twice now. He's run Kitchen Finks. Uh, oh, in the deck that can't play in like a in like a white deck. Uh huh. Right, and it's like no, it's white and green. You can't you know you, you can't, can't do, do that it. or. You know, once at Serge a... She's a judge, I mean. Come yeah, on. but once <laughs> yeah. at a convention, uh, someone was like, hey, can I play Commander against you? And we're like, oh, sure, what's your deck? He's like, well, this is actually just a Highlander deck that, that, I, that I've just decided this legendary creature is the commander of. And we're like, oh, okay. And it just kicked our ass. Cause yeah. It's, like, it's funny because, yeah, Ben Bateman, who does the Masters of Modern podcast, he did that. He just wanted to play Commander with us in Vegas. And he was like, oh, well, my deck's got these colors in it, you know. I'm like, oh, just this legendary creature, pick it up at a booth, it's like 25 cents, and you can run it as a commander deck. He's like, okay. Took out one card, did that, and the deck was really good, and he won the game, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're playing their own special variant where they have... He's, like, lightning bolting stuff, like, because he has... Those cards are good. Right. Like, yeah, you know, they're good he's extra meant for 1v1, and they play yeah. a specific format where you have six decks that can't share any cards among them, and then it's you... It's called Highlander Roulette. Yeah, and so, and then mm. you would, and then oh. you would, like, play decks off against each other. So yeah. you have to build in different colors, but you also can't have, obviously, the same powerful card in all of them, like right. like artifacts and all that. Mm. Um, now, what are some typical decks that are, like, the best, considered the best in Highlander Roulette? Like, oh, color Canadian Highlander. Canadian Highlander, sorry. Wow. Um, the meta changes fairly frequently because people are always brewing for a long time they had the mono black challenge like can you make a mono black highlander that can take down the weekly highlander tournament at yellow jacket and that was like a bounty that went unfilled for two years because mono black is like missing a lot of like key pieces but i think i think did somebody finally do it i it probably was wheeler right yeah probably wheeler got there i think wheeler got there with Um, something very disgusting De- degenerate and so yeah. Yeah. yeah there was let me see there's the there's the blue moon sort of decks there's oh god there's actually so much variety they talk yeah. about so many different kinds of decks on on the podcast well i guess with a hundred card singleton you really can span the you know run the whole course of kinds of decks you can play yeah the sort of the the, the pet deck is aristocrats because we talk about it a lot right mm-hmm. and it's 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 a it's more accessible for, it's one of the of easier ways to get into Highlander because aristocrat stuff is like newer yeah, and cheaper, cheaper and yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's like there's RDW variants. There's also a Big Red variant. Oh yeah, there's... Big Red. Wait, what's in Big Red? Oh, stuff like Inferno Titan. <laughs> and... Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, yeah. it's 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 mono red, but like just dragons, and like Titans big and scary and stuff. stuff. Yeah, sweet. And it I actually mean... competes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Looks like I know what deck to build if I ever need to make a Canadian Highlander deck. Mm-hmm. You know this and Oathbreaker and the sort of more niche formats i think they're one of the draws to them and what's great about them is they're not solved yeah so yeah. that's why more brewing is available because you don't have millions of people online like trying to break it you know like legacy and modern and everything else <laughs> there's no tournaments for the pros to like go out there and like spend weeks in a row like as their full-time job trying to bust it and that that's actually really appealing to people like me and probably you guys who are like I could probably come up with some cool synergies, but I probably can't break it to the point that a computer could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So that means that I have a chance to like come up with something no one's ever come up with before. My favorite deck is that there's there's a deck called I can't describe how it works. It's it's called Seinfeld because it's a, Seinfeld because it's yeah. a deck that does nothing, <laughs> and it's been quite successful. Oh, that, see, you're gonna build it right. I'm building that ba-do, deck. Ba-do, ba-do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's and and there's players who have like played the same deck. Like there's a there's there's a there's a local player and she's played. Uh, 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 the Rock, just like Black Green, for like twelve years, wow, and just kept kept iterating on this one deck. Is I would a, imagine that a lot of the decks are sort of legacy decks, also inspired, like, right? Yeah. yeah, like is there a Miracles deck? Is there a Legacy Plus? There could be, yeah. I think the Rock I think is a legacy. Yeah, deck. there's. I mean, there's like a there's a there's a Time Walk deck. There's so 
but an example there's a there's a flying man deck oh, right yeah, yeah. that just it like the one mana one because flying man is a sing, mana, one, single one blue for a one one flyer yeah. right and so there's a deck that's just like all the iterations of flying men i think <laughs> i think it's blue white and so it's like any one one flyer for one and it's like that doesn't seem like a like a good deck and it's like well actually when you have <laughs> it's 20 surprisingly life, effective just smacked yeah yeah mm-hmm. well because in highlander you get in the situation where it's like okay so like demonic tutor i believe is pointed but you know you run like because it's a hundred cards and it's singleton there's no sideboards you know you run the good tutors and then you run the okay tutors and then you run the medium tutors and you uh-huh. may even run one or two okay tutors like one of the north so it's not it can be slow then yeah one of the north 100 guys has a tier list of like uh all the different counter spells so there's like there's like a dozen tier one counter spells and then right. tier two counter spells and tier and you know you'll run like several levels of if you're running a deck with counters you run several levels of counter spells because wow. you just want that the... deck's really bad against a flying man deck <laughs> yeah, yeah it is it really is <laughs> what's the uh what's the most played uh like point card do you think is it the black lotus or is it soul Rain? ancestral is it ancestral recall oh it's probably a, a colorless card it's probably it's probably just the moxes because fast man is a big deal yeah yeah, yeah. is Pro- it mana the... crypts or soul ring maybe <sighs> it might know. just be soul ring Probably. Like, it's just efficient. I mean, yeah, because Soul Ring is only three. Moxes are only three. I mean, yeah. in, like, rotisserie drafts where they draft from the whole history of Magic, Soul Ring usually goes number one or mm-hmm. two. Yeah. So. Like, it, yeah. The, the fun thing about Highlander is that, like, if you, like, if the meta is weird, like, or if you're like, well, I don't really know about this, you can just wait, like, a couple weeks and somebody else will bring some sort of weird deck and uh, see how that works. Alex has been having pretty good success with his Pox deck, la- Pox deck lately. Yeah. Yeah. Surge people... has a gross lands deck. That's oh, so Surge is... like Legacy lands, lands is Legacy definitely lands, a thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, Surge has been playing variants on his lands deck for like as long as I've known him. Do uh, do these tournaments at Yellow Jacket allow proxies for like the Power Nine and stuff? Yeah, uh, how does that work? So they don't. Well, so they've um, uh, at a because you can sanction them now because you can yeah. sanction oh. any format. Yeah, yeah. If you so want, sanctioned ones so they can. A sanctioned ones you can't. But right. they. Um, because it's a local thing, they don't. the The weekly competitions at YJ and when we stream it are not sanctioned. So, so they, the Highlander Rules Committee decided that, or the the Highlander Council decided that mm-hmm. they will allow uh, collector's edition and the World, world Championships, championships yeah. one. So the gold bordered cards. And so the collector's editions have a square corners. Yeah, or the the international ones really have square. Right? Yes. Uh, so the, they the weren't. They didn't like used to be. They yeah. didn't used to be right. Like collector's edition Power Nine didn't used to be that expensive. Like you could get like a mox for like eighty ninety bucks like yeah. five years Not ago. Anymore. And now even the collector's edition ones are are unreal and yeah i mean highlander's been gaining a lot of ground which is super fun but it's also been pushing up the collector's edition prices which were originally decided because it's like boy we gotta we gotta make this format more like more more attainable but now yeah so you're just playing with your friends oh yeah yeah, proxies are fine there's actually there's um another friend of ours in victoria who has like a sort of so you want to try highlander like collection of decks that are that are all that are almost entirely proxies because it's like Hey, let me just give you a taste of this format. Shoot, yeah. Instead of having yep. to invest, yeah. I, I mean, that's what we do for commander decks to goldfish them. It's like I don't have this card yet, but I need to see if it works. I just yeah. sharpie on like a mountain, put it in there, and then it's just like because I don't well, want to buy it and then why, find out why a mountain. 
<laughs> Just Jeez, an example. Man, disrespect up in here. Um, one more thing that I really wanted to talk about are mulligan variants. And I know it's not a commander variant, but it's something that we've actually, I think we've hit the critical mass of different kinds of mulligans that, that are now potentially going to be moving into commander or even standard and modern as a whole. Um, and we started off with the partial Paris in commander. That obviously got changed because it just led people... It was a little confusing yeah. to new players, especially. And for better players, you could assemble combos and keep some generic. really sketchy hands. I couldn't hands. even tell you how it works. Yeah, you could put less lands in your deck. So you drew seven cards, and you're like, I don't want five of these. You put those five away and draw five more, and then shuffle your deck. Mm -hmm. Or you draw seven cards, I only want one of these. Throw six away, draw six new cards. Oof. So you could keep really sketchy hands, and you could have less lands in your deck because you would know that, like, oh, cool. Like, if even you if could I, still You could still mulligan after you drew the additional cards. You could yeah. be like, oh, no, I'm just going to reshuffle and now take a regular mulligan. Too. Yeah. It, it was broken. Wow. And now we have the Vancouver mulligan where you mm -hmm. mold a seven, or you start at seven, you mold a six, and you scry one, mold a five, scry one. Uh, and then the London Mulligan is something that was implemented at the Mythic Championships. Tested. Tested uh, at, um, in, in London. And because it's called the London Mulligan, where if you mull every single time you mulligan, you go, you always still draw seven cards. But if, you're, if, you're sec if it's your first mulligan, you draw seven and then you put one away. If you mulligan to five, you still draw seven, then you put two away. Now, when you put I them put away, away, you put them on the bottom. On the bottom. Of your on the bottom. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering. So it's kind of like the scry. I, I, for a while, I was like, I want, if you mull to five, I want you to draw five cards and scry two. I think this is actually better. And this may or may not, depending on whether it's makes into Magic's actual rules, make its way to Commander. It didn't seem to break modern at the uh, Mythic I mean, all the pros were basically saying that they thought it was just better. It led to less non-games, but it didn't break anything. It didn't break anything, Something, yeah. you know. I know a lot of people were concerned. They're like, oh, it's so bad for, like, it's so good for combo decks, right? They can get all their pieces and stuff like that. But... And no combo decks really got... No. Eh. Control decks, were, I think, were actually made a little bit better. Um, and then you were saying yesterday, Graham, that someone, some, some of your friends play seven six six five five four four. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Sorensen Mulligan, and that that is the Mulligan for Canadian Highlander. Uh -huh. Can you explain that? Yeah, so it's because because it's you know no sideboards, this hundred card singleton sort of thing. It just going seven six five four just it was bad. It just felt bad, and so they do seven, and then if you have to Mulligan, you do a first six, and if you want to Mulligan again, you do a second six, and then five and five and four and four. Do you still scry with those? I assume I believe. Not. Not yeah no with you, the current get with the current six. mulligan yeah and I I believe they are looking to change it I mean I guess it's it we might be looking at the London mulligan but I believe they've been looking to change it to the Vancouver mulligan but mm -hmm. um you know it's been this way with Victoria Highlander for many years and is it just has it's it lets you I mean like you said more or fewer non games without making it. Totally unreasonable, although apparently Wheeler has figured out some ways to abuse that particular mulligan system. Well, Ben Wheeler, <laughs> abusing magic. Yeah. <laughs> How dare no. he? No. I, I mean, I like, because the mulligan rule that I still use the most often or, or, or advocate for is, eh, just play magic. Just, like, do whatever. If you want to mold full, like, I do this GPs all the time. Like, people are like, they'll wait to play with us. I'm sure you get the same thing. Where they're, <laughs> like, literally sitting there waiting for, like, two hours sometimes for me to finish a game or two 
you know, they're weighing two people's deep. They sit down and then they're like, uh, oh, I got them on the five. I'm going to go to five. Eh, just go just to seven. Just go to Please. seven. Let's, yeah. have a, let's have a game of magic. In your heart, don't keep anything that's absurd because you did this and yeah. keep mulligan to seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't don't search for a combo, but just let's just play magic. You know, yeah. Yeah. I still think that's the best mulligan most of the time. Now, obviously, in tournament settings where there are prizes on the line and things yeah. like yeah. that, you can't have that kind of thing. Going and spikier on. players will abuse things like that yeah. just because they, oh, well, you're giving me free value. But I'd say for the most part, commander, casual, fun. And you'll know the people in your play group that are abusing it and you can stop allowing them to do that yeah. but most people are just like trying to get three lands so that they can like you know cast, cast. spells yeah, yeah. so <laughs> play if, games if magic does decide to adopt the london mulligan i mean first of all i'll be disappointed because i you know being from victoria i like saying vancouver mulligan it's so <laughs> close to where we are but if magic does decide to to adopt the london mulligan does that mean that immediately so does commander or no commander has the... a separate rule well, i know i, I think know, they would have to but... wait uh, and then it would be up to i guess sheldon and whoever else to say like yes we are implementing it because that's mm -hmm. it, it took them a little bit for the vancouver yeah, mulligan, right? it, it definitely wouldn't be immediate um that there'll be discussion and decision but my feeling is and i'm sure they're already talking i'm about on it. the commander advisory group but but this is this is just your this opinion. is just me because there's no decision made by that group and there's no consensus at the moment and as we discussed it, we kind of just tabled the discussion to see what Magic would do because it doesn't make any sense to have a big debate about it and then it doesn't get adopted by the other formats. But right. my feeling is, and what I would suggest to the committee or to the rules committee is, if Modern Standard and Limited go to the London Mulligan, we should too because it's just better to have it be cohesive. Be through, yeah. Like as, as fewer differences as you can. Obviously, there's always going to be some. But That's a big part of why they're looking at changing the 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 Canadian Highlander Mulligan as well. Because yeah. it's like, wait, we do this weird thing. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this weird thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just a barrier to entry, right? Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, there's already some extra specific rules and it also sli plays slightly differently than literally every other format. It's not a good selling point for anything. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, you the, a certain amount of differences are selling point. But yeah. then if there are ones that aren't necessary, it, it just becomes just you overcomplicated. Know. Yeah, exactly. Do you think it would be good in Commander? I, I don't think it'll make much difference to the... To people at all, I, I don't think uh, I don't think it'll change. Like we're talking in the very margins of percentages of how much better it makes certain decks or not. I don't think it matters. To yeah, I think it makes for a better play experience though yeah. overall. Instead of having a feel I think bad I six, I think I'd enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this is a great time to transition to our final thing here, which is just any final thoughts. Um, I know earlier we said the line different people want different things from Commander, mm -hmm. so I think this is a nice opportunity for everyone at the table to talk about if you have any thoughts on the format as a whole. Now, Josh obviously thinks about this a lot more because he's on the advisory committee. Uh, advisory I've career. said my stuff. You you guys should go because we talk about it once yeah. a week. But if there's yeah. anything that you guys think that, like, you know what, this would be cool if this happened or, like, I'm glad that this has changed. Any Anything that you want to improve or just get a word out to the general commander populace. Here's one of many opportunities you have oh, since geez. you both are constant cr content creators and, of course, have this opportunity. No, this is it. You're talking time. to every commander player uh, right now. Uh, Go. Uh, 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 I, <laughs> I like that better. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> it's no, yeah. I, I, I think that I, I just wish everyone accepted that different people want different things from commander. Like, you, yeah, you can play it however you want. That's totally cool. Let me play it how i want that's the only thing the only bad feels i ever have about commanders in in the comments for when we do stuff when it's like man you guys threat assessment is terrible and it's like you don't know what we're we're doing this to be entertaining yeah and for, to have fun for ourselves like we're just we're like we're having fun yeah. right if i don't if i don't think i need to kill surge right now in this game that's not because i'm a terrible person that's because <laughs> i'm trying to get something different out of this game right uh conversely 
like uh, we get sometimes we get criticized for playing the game of magic. It's like why are you attacking? Why are you attacking him? Because well, I have to get I have to attack somebody. The, the point got, of the game is to win. People got real mad at James once because he attacked Surge because Surge is a precious cinnamon roll who everyone loves, and also had an absolutely commanding board position that could not be disputed that Surge was going to kill everyone very very soon and James was like I'm attacking Surge and people were like why are you attacking Surge what's Surge ever done to you <laughs> and it's like I'm like look at you tell us we have bad threat assessment look at this yeah it's all there it's on the board I, I find that people I've had this conversation a lot on our discord lately where people are like you know well the optimal line was to blah 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 and attack this person and you shouldn't have spread the damage around or whatever and i'm like listen you are all the same people that email us constantly saying my play group every time i sit down to play now they just all attack me and kill me first out of every game yeah what's my line you got to give action to get action if you don't sometimes play suboptimally well you're never going to get any mercy from anybody so don't complain that's all i'm saying I think it's important to realize that Commander as a multiplayer format is not just like about win as quickly as possible. There is some politics that goes into it. And there's also the the attitude of the playgroup. And I think people need to recognize it's like, what does your playgroup want to get out of this? They want to have like a casual fun night where they're hanging out with their friends. And maybe they're like, yeah. you know, drinking a beer, like, you know, we're just like pop or whatever like that. But just like, you know, chatting, but also playing and playing magic then, you know, maybe don't play like a degenerate Spike trying to make day two of the Pro Tour, right? Uh, Or I'm sorry, the Mythic Championships. Right. Uh, But, you know, if, you know, if there's a bunch of people who's like, I have made the Omega weapon and I wish to test it upon a willing body, then, you know... It is Una, Queen of the Fae. Yeah. Yeah, do you know this card just lets me thought seize you? Isn't that great? By the way, it's unblockable, so I'm going to look at your hand now. Uh, Yeah, I I, I completely agree. Um, I think a lot of the my favorite times playing Commander, and you'll see this on game nights, I'll just willingly sacrifice myself or do something dumb for the sake of entertainment and having a better story at the end of it. Because I think when I was younger growing up, I would go to stuff like this and be like, I'm coming today because I want to win, and winning is the only thing that makes me happy or Mm -hmm. it makes me feel satisfied with whatever. And that's actually a lot of pressure to put on yourself as a player and a gamer. And I play League of Legends all the time, and I play a lot of competitive games that if I start doing that, I tilt way faster. I start having an immediately worse time as a result of putting that pressure on myself. So I just figure I'm too old at this point in my life to continue to have that sort of like up and down turmoil every single time I play a game. So what I want out of Commander is different than everyone else. I think what people want out of Game Nights is also very different. Some people just want the spikiest Commander gameplay with optimal plays all the time. It's never and there are so different. yeah, it's, it's never going to be that. And I'm glad because there are so many parents and children and young people that watch the show and are so happy just to see other people having fun. And that is what makes me happy because as a content creator, I'm not here to make everyone the greatest commander player of all time. I just want the world to be a slightly better place. Yeah, through mm-hmm. our actions. Yeah. I, it, that's that's what we feel too. I just I just want people to have fun. And granted, for some people, winning is the most fun thing for them. And so I don't want to just be right. like, if there's nothing if, wrong with that. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't want to be just dunking on spikes. But yeah, I just let let people have fun. Yeah. One, one let last people, thing. Let people enjoy things. That yeah. you know, for me you can scratch both itches sometimes like you have both right so yeah. what we've started to do at the end of our commander nights because we have some so we have some uh higher power, power level players in the group uh kyle hill we've talked about cassius mm-hmm. likes to play super DJ. powerful decks dj has but what we've started to do is like 
play a normal commander game, and at the end of the night, the last game we play, and because these tend to be faster, it kind of works like how we were talking about oh, right. Breaker earlier, is we'll say, okay, last game of the night, everybody pull out your A-plus deck, get and let's go at it. And so we get both, right? We get mm-hmm. that game where, like, if you're the super spike and you built the Omega weapon, you're going to get to play it at least once tonight. But... Not all of our games are going to be that. A lot of them are the fun games where I'm not going to take the optimal line of play and I'm going to spread the damage around. But the last game of the night is I will try and combo out on turn four. I love the idea that it's like, all right, everyone, take the weights off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I like the it's weight like training. Lee. I like training exams. I've been I training just... at 10 times Earth's gravity. <laughs> I want to dirtle around yeah. when I play Commander and be like, okay, this is not efficient but look how cool this is yeah look how many things i got to do in a single turn that's why i like playing with craig blanchett is because he has very powerful decks but if he if it messes up he just has this great laugh and he just like that was awesome and he'll high five you i don't care that's if, it that's I don't the care. spirit of the game for me yeah i don't care if i win or lose a game of commander i just want all i want is for my my deck to have done its thing the thing yeah yeah, yeah. If, if my deck can do its thing and i immediately lose it's like cool Great, my I did the thing. That's all yeah. I wanted to do. Oh, are we getting ready to throw the piece of paper? All right. Yeah. To the listeners, are any of you out there playing Oathbreaker? Like actually sitting down and playing games? We want to get some data because you know we're trying to gauge if it's actually yeah. like tiny. Leaders. It's hard to tell sometimes if it's just talk so. or it's actually happening. So, uh, also, if you could tell me what um, particular commanders and signature spells are good yeah the most busted ones because josh only cares about winning yeah because well you know i want to build Based the omega weapon <laughs> <laughs> is there una queen of the fame planeswalker format let me know uh yeah thoughts yeah, on the format there's the new ashiok these are only 60 card decks yeah, yeah you can put true. the new jason in and mill yourself i should tune up that oh my gosh Batman. Batman yeah. for oathbreaker and oh, then never no. be invited back to another Oathbreaker oh, game I guarantee night. that deck's really good, actually. You do the, um, you like Blue Sun Zenith to yourself out with like Basal Monolith, Rings of Bright Hearth combo. And yeah. Just, yeah. Done. I guarantee See? that deck is really good. There we go. Degenerate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let us know. Uh, and let us know if it's feasible even for you, someone like you to play Oathbreaker if you think it's something that you'll do to transition into something else or it's something that you can take your current decks to do so. And if you are playing Oathbreaker, you're going to need to get some cards for it or any other format that we mentioned today. And you can get them all at cardkingdom.com slash command zone. A kingdom of cards. A yeah. kingdom of cards. Yeah, That's... it's kind of it's kind of weird going in there and it's all made of cards and everyone is like oy, oy, in front of this giant don't go... everyone's what? I'm I'm lying. I'm just I was making up a he said kingdom of cards, I went with the bit and it didn't end up where I wanted it to. But you can end up where you need to be by going to cardkingdom.com slash command zone, buying singles. You're gonna do it anyway. They got super fast shipping, you're gonna get it before Oathbreaker is dead as a format, I'm just saying. <laughs> Also, if you like pick up like a collector's edition something or other for your Canadian Highlander deck, those cards are expensive now, so you need to put them into a sleeve. And I will su- su- point. I would suggest an Ultra Pro Eclipse sleeve because they have a sweet shuffle feel. They'll also protect your cards really well. They also make playmats, deck boxes themed around the most current set. And again, by supporting our sponsors, you are supporting our content. And I'm just gonna jump in because this is this is this is the command zone, and you should absolutely use the Card Kingdom command zone with. Affiliate link. Affiliate link, which is cardkingdom.com slash command zone. But you can also tell them to, you can, you can ask them very nicely for a loading ready run button. Oh, and yeah. They'll give you a little, they'll give you a little one inch button, which right now says the stakes have never been lower. <laughs> yeah, if you just very type fitting in for the, this episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the comments. In the comments, in, in the comments you just run, say right? yeah. loading ready run button, please. Yep. Yeah, or yeah. They, they sent me here, and it's good. Card Kingdom, they're, they're not robots, they're human employees. They'll know that, you know, they came from this podcast where we had these people on. Yeah. So that'd be good for them to know as well. I mean, people, like this, like this is the thing we're friends, we're friends with. 
prof. We're yep. friends with like we're friends. Maria. Yeah, yeah, we're we're friends with like all of the people that Card Kingdom sponsors, and so we get messages all the time. And they're like, "What what links? What affiliate link should we use?" And we always say, "We don't care. Yeah. Use anybody's. Just it's, use somebody. It's fine. Yeah. But if you want, in the comment, you can say." Also, I like all of these people, and that because again, they are they are humans, and they'll read that and go, "Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's great." You know, yeah, yep. Good Command message. Zone. Command zone. Command zone. All right. Uh, oh, before the end step, we are going to now go to our audition winner call out. So, if you're a patron of the show and you submitted an audition to be a guest on Game Nights, like Ooh, Jacob was a couple episodes this ago, is exciting. Yeah, this is where you need to pay attention because we are going to be. Well, we're, I think we're just going to run a couple of clips of the winning auditions here. And if you see your face... You did it. That's you. Uh, and a big shout-out to everyone that auditioned. Uh, I watched, like, a bunch. And Josh watched a bunch. There were hundreds. And, yeah, and it was it was awesome. It was great seeing where everyone from all around the world and all that stuff. It was really heartwarming to see all that. And I want to say it was, hard, it was harder this time than so it was hard. last time. There was a Holy lot of really moly. good ones. Uh, yeah, we... Yeah. Did, we like had a list, narrowed it down. It was still big. We debated a little bit, and uh, yeah. So I hope that even if you don't make it in this time, that you will continue to audition in the future. But also, hopefully, you learn something from the audition process and can apply it to job interviews. Yep. Other parts of your life, who knows what? But I hope it was a constructive thing for everyone. All right, they're on the edge of their seats. Let's put them out of their misery here. If you see your face here, it's it's you. We'll be in contact. All right. So the first. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I buried the lead a little bit. Uh, we decided because it was hard to choose. Oh, gosh. The misery yeah. is not yeah, been... Yeah, sorry. There's going to be two. <gasps> what? Yeah. Yeah. We probably should have... <laughs> there are going to be two winners. Big There are going to be two winners. It was hard. We just couldn't narrow it down past that. And we didn't want to leave. Yeah. It, listen, there's going to be two of you. So the first one is... You have to pilot the same deck with partner commanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Okay. That's not, not true. true. Okay. That'd be funny. Okay. The, the first, first one is... one is... Hi. I'm Amelia Wales, preferring to go by Millie, and I want to come and play my Yuriko the Tiger's Shadow deck on Game Nights. Why? Well, ninjas are really awesome. However, I also want to play this deck because it has a clear strategy fully centered on Yuriko's abilities. Thanks for your consideration. I'm a big fan of the show, and I'm looking forward to hearing who gets the spot. Thanks. And the second winner is... Hey guys, my name is Matthew Osborne. Patron ID is the same thing. I'm 24 years old and I'm from Springfield, Tennessee. And can I say, wow, it is absolutely amazing to be back here once again, being able to audition for Game Nights, one of my favorite YouTube channels. It's awesome. I'm so excited to be here. All right. Congratulations. 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 Awesome. Everyone loves you. You're going to be knighted very soon on Game Nights. We will be getting in contact with you so very soon to figure out schedules and all the rest of it. Yep, but feel free to get on social media, announce it, do whatever you need to. Oh, Also, if you submitted an audition and you did not win, don't worry. Probably going to do it again in the future. Yeah. Good chance, I'd say. So you'll have another another shot at it. All right. Okay. Moving on to the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. 
Now, we didn't tell you guys that we were doing this. We did not prepare you for it, so we're going to speak yeah. for a minute while you think of something cool outside of the world of magic. Could be anything. Go ahead. Could, Could be, be a board anything. game. Could, Could be, be a movie. A TV show. Could right. be a shoe. Could be an article you read. Could be a TV. Could be music that you a like. TV Could be literally Josh a TV. Josh just looked at me, and he's like, I already know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know exactly what Kathleen's going to talk about. I have to figure out what interests I have. All right, so... You guys some, could share one, too. You could share one, yeah. yeah. It's, up, it's up to you. Well, we're already married, and we have to share so many things. We can have our own interests. Very true. All right, so something cool outside of the world of magic. Kathleen, do you want to go first? Absolutely. Hey, let's talk about music. Music's kind of my hobby. So, like, uh, I do the thing. I'm actually going to be somewhat self-promotional, which Please. is something I basically oh, never yeah. do. Uh, I decided... Um, that I love music and it brings me a lot of joy. And music is something that people don't consume as a group enough. Uh, sort of there's a lot of um, sociological sort of psychological research that suggests that part of the reason humans are so creative and we develop language and we're so cool is because we developed music early on mm. as like, you know, monkeys running around in caves. We figured out how to like play drums and make rhythms and stuff. And that has really uh, influenced all of human development. But I think that people listen to music on their own a lot now. They listen in headphones. There's less shared music experience. Right. So I decided that I would solve one of humanity's problems by solving one of my own problems. <laughs> uh, and I started <laughs> listening to new music and I made myself a challenge that I would listen to new music in 2019 and put together a playlist of songs <gasps> of all new music, all 2019 music that I love because I truly love music of all genres uh, and I would broadcast it on Twitch so I do like a Twitch stream once a week under my own Twitch channel because it is not something we put on the Loading Ready Run channel although I would if I could but I don't want our channel shut down. It's muted. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no and VODs for this one. No VODs for this one. No VODs for only... publishing and sync rights issues. No yeah. VODs only memories. Yeah. yeah. So I... you can follow me on Twitch. Twitch.tv uh, Kathleen underscore LRR and Amazing. I broadcast once a week and I do a new music show. Do you know when you normally do it or is it? 9.30 p.m. on Saturday night. Pacific Perfect. time. Pacific, Pacific time. time. Saturday time. You PST. Can, you, yeah. can, you can listen to me wax poetic mostly about King Gizzard but other bands too. Yeah, you I was going to say after, you know, you're, you're in the midst of this what is your current favorite uh, favorite band? Uh, my current favorite band is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard because I think they're great but the best <laughs> album name. Have you, they're they're it's an incredible. Australian psychedelic rock band, but the best album that's come out this year is when I come, uh, oh no I'm gonna fumble it because I'm nervous now. It's the new Solange album. It's really good. It's like R and B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like R and B Dark Side of the Moon. Even if you don't think you like R and B, go listen to this. It's great. What an uh, amazing description. Yeah. Also, what? those two things are so different. Yeah. King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Lizard Wizard. Lizard yeah. Wizard. And Solange. Are Do you not... know how many people tagged her on Twitter when Frilled Mystic was spoiled? Oh, because it's a because it's a lizard wizard. Lizard wizard. Oh. You know, one of my fondest memories is driving with you guys back from the Vancouver GP and oh, listening yeah. to Tame Impala, which is also a psychedelic rock group and one of your favorites and one of my favorites. And now, very popular. Well, it's funny. super popular. Oh, I've been very listening to popular. King Gizzard for like the last three days now because she got me to turn it on in the car when I picked him up, and oh, I just left so it on the amazing. station, the streaming station. Is it I'm King like, Gizzard like station? This. Nice. They yeah. slap. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Check it out. I mean, I'm assuming if you like Tame Impala, you'll like King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Yes. Lizard wizard? Lizard, lizard wizard. wizard wizard. I always say just, wizard first too, but it's You can just call them King Giz and everybody will know what you're talking about. King G in the house. Let's go. <laughs> There's like seven of them. They have two drummers, Jimmy. Oh. I'm <laughs> super in. I love bands that have two drummers. I'm not even kidding. You can get a lot of percussive noise out of that. Um, so make sure you guys follow uh, Kathleen at twitch.tv slash Kathleen underscore LRR. 9.30 p.m. PST. Yeah. Every Saturday, Saturday night. night. 
All right, Graham, you're up. Man, I don't know. I've been rewatching Deep Space Nine on Netflix. Oh, uh, DS Nine, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into season seven. It's all coming to a head now. How many so, seasons are there? That's seven. near the seven, end. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the every all the arcs are converging. Oh, uh, you should have talked to Lauren, who shoots uh, game nights for us. She is yeah, one of the biggest Star Trek fans oh, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan. But yeah, I've. I don't know. I'm I'm so deep into the space. Ed- Nine. No, I'm. I'm currently working so hard, Space Nine, on <laughs> this project that this uh, massive road trip uh, project right. that we shot almost a year ago now, and it's so close to getting there and being done that i i just i don't i don't know what other interests i have right now i've just been editing for so long uh but it's boy it's gonna be good i'm so excited about it it's called road quest if you haven't been following along with it is a monster project yeah um we went on a basically like a full-on reality tv show yeah we went on a 10-day road trip uh to spoilers and there was three cars with two people in each car we had three cameras per car we had the the product we have the car in the production truck we have so much footage to get down to we're we're, we're going to end up with 12 roughly 45 minute episodes cool and yeah it's basically like an enormous like top gear road trip but with six nice canadian guys instead of um three like british wankers v- vaguely racist british guys <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm really uh, excited for a yeah, to come wait. out because I know oh. the amount of work that it's going to take. So, or yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We've, we've been we've been yeah we've been having commiseratory nice. uh, Ed- uh, editing editing conversations. Yeah, we yeah. talk shop a lot. Yeah. We, well, both Kathleen and Graham are editors, so yeah, we get to commiserate a lot. So yeah, apart from that, I've just been like watching whatever shows up in my YouTube recommendations. Nice, <laughs> just to turn the brain off for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching a lot, I'm watching a lot of hot ones. Oh yeah. oh yeah, great! I like yeah. hot ones a lot. I yeah, I don't like spicy food at all. I'm just like I would die on this show. Yeah. Luckily, it's now so popular that I would never be on that show. <laughs> we did a hot ones podcast once. Uh, uh, well, we won't go into that. You can talk look it about up. that again. Okay. Um, where are we on our thing? Our oh, sister podcast. Our sister podcast. Alex Kessler and Ben Bateman, who we talked about earlier, they do a modern focused podcast called The Masters of Modern, and they talk about. Obviously, the modern format and all things competitive magic. Modern Horizons is on the horizon. So they've got a lot to say these days. If you just type Masters of Modern into your YouTube search bar, they're going to pop right up. You can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, all the normal places, and at Collected.Company right next to us. You can also find them on Twitter at the MMCast. Our editors for the show are Ashlyn Rose, Josh Murphy, and Jared Lafreniere. And special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, as always, for making the Living Card animations. Now we get to look at them the entire episode. So yeah. Yeah. It's uh, actually like, thank you for sitting us here, because I don't get to stare at that. Usually it's behind us. Yeah, it's usually it's really behind nice. us. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, very nice. You can find him on Twitter, at LivingCardsMTG. He also does the animations that start and end the show. And speaking of the end of the show, the alarm the went alarm off. The alarm went off, and that is the Perfect end of the show. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. It's like we planned it. Wow. I mean, that was actually very creepy, the timing of that. <laughs> yeah. So one oh. more paper toss for the for the fans and the fams. Oh, I didn't do it in unison. Sorry. I hit myself in the head. Yeah. Very um, nice. Before you go, yeah, they're going to Disneyland. Just just so you know. Um, do you want to give a quick shout out of where everybody can find you in general? Obviously, we know where Kathleen's music thing is, but mm-hmm. loading right around and everything. In yeah. Case they don't know what you should loading. I mean, on. Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch, we are Loading Ready Run, all one word. 
and we do a lot of magic content. We do a lot of content that's not magic as well, but we do, yeah, we do Friday nights for Wizards of the Coast. We do the pre-pre-releases. We've got pre we've got pre-pre-releases coming up for Modern Horizons and then the core set a nice. month later. We've got three, right? Wow. We just did War of the Spark and then a month Modern Horizons and then a month since core set. We we were also on the official D&D channel where we just wrapped up a campaign called By Law and Order that I actually wrote and ran and dang, I dang. really like it but I'm quite partial it was, to it. It was set in Ravnica. It was set in Ravnica. So, you so it's check magic out, themed. Check out the the recordings for that which are on our YouTube and, and your Twitters. Yeah, I'm Graham underscore LRR and Kathleen is Kathleen, Kathleen underscore LRR. There you should know. definitely follow these two if you're not already, which you probably are. And the other LLR people, we got all of them. We mentioned a lot. Of, actually, I think we mentioned all of them on the show today, pretty much. I, uh, we didn't mention there Cameron. Some There's crew. so was, many of them. No, I mean, I mentioned, mentioned Cam because he runs the, the, breaker thing, oh, right. but the, the Seinfeld deck, right? No, he 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 tends to play aristocrats. Oh, but uh, wow. anyway, yeah, there's there's so many. There's so many good people. Come check out Loading Ready Run. Do it to it. They're an amazing crew of people. Thank uh, you. We've both been up for the pre-pre-release. Amazing, amazing experience. And uh, one of the, I think, best things that Magic's done in a long time in terms of help getting some hype out there, which is I'm, great. I'm really proud of it. Yeah. I'm partial to it, but I'm very biased. <laughs> 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 yeah, you should watch the War of the Spark pre-pre-release if you haven't. Yeah. A lot of fun. Oh, boy. Fun. Yeah. That, that, that set is spicy. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. Peace. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs>